Daddy, you can't be a broker. I got a big deal cooking right now on the burner. Who in the right mind would give you their money? Fred Cheney's going through hard times. Get him out of here, Osborne. I don't care what it takes. But he's about to get some badly needed help. Fred, we've got to talk. Straight from the horse's mouth. Ah, jeez, don't scream like that. So prepare yourself for a motion picture. There's a horse in here. So astounding. He's right. They're brand new. No problem. I can hold it. So outrageous. What do you think of this, Mr. Horse? Oh, yeah. So thrilling. And so sexy. She uh, wants to know what it's like to face somebody during sex. Whoa! That it'll bring out the animal in you. Oh, baby. Bob Goldthwait. Honestly, he really does talk. Hi, Alison. It's a pleasure to meet you. Dabney Coleman. <laughs> and the ultimate party animal, Don. Oops, don't fail me now. In Hot to Trot. A womp, bum, a loomop, lop, bamboo. Thank you. We're out of here. We were somewhere around Barstow, on the edge of the desert, when the drugs began to take hold. Welcome, one and all, to the season premiere of Horsing Around, uh, the one-stop podcast special for all things celebrity horse conversation talking points. I am your host, Don the Horse, and alongside is my cohort and my colleague, Pio Mai. Pio Mai, how are you this evening? I can't believe you're even referencing this movie already. <laughs> if, if, all right, this, that, that, that threw me, uh, and I apologize to our guests already, uh, for what Liam is talking about, there's a movie that came out in the late 80s called Hot to Trot, starring John Candy as the voice of a horse named Don and Bobcat Goldthwait as a stockbroker, I think. The, the movie, I think they just wrote it as it went because it's it's a talking horse and Bobcat Goldthwait yelling at each other for 80 straight minutes and i love it i i counted i have the i have the count right here 30 horse punts in 80 minutes i i god i already hate the existence of it brandon have you ever heard have you ever heard of the movie hot to trot i'm fairly certain i've never heard of this hot piece of garbage you are referencing so, right now this movie i'll sounds say this terrible. i recommend this okay. to every fan of comedy stockbroker i think so He's he's selling he's selling and buying stocks. Sounds like eighties bullshit. The horse, the horse is giving him tips on what to buy. The horse. The horse. Is. <laughs> the horse. And the John horse, Candy, like, the horse. John Candy is the voice of the horse, and he was not the original voice of the horse. And and Bobcat Goldthwait was brought in after Joan Rivers dropped out. Joan Rivers was supposed <laughs> to star in this movie. I'm not making this up. <laughs> Sounds like somebody ate too many chocolate donuts right before they went to bed, and this is what they came up with. No. This movie was made under the influence of probably several different drugs. 
There is and, uh, there is only one drug that that movie's made on, and it is cocaine, and you know that, Dan. Definitely. <laughs> the there 80s, were definitely uh, there were definitely references it, uh, to that in the movie, and also um, Rocky's Rocky's trainer. Uh, God, uh, I can't remember the name. Oh, yet. fucking uh, Mi uh, Mickey Rooney? Not Mickey no, Rooney. Not, what the uh, fuck Mickey his name? Rooney. Not what the fuck? Not not Mickey Rooney. Who the fuck was it? No, uh, was the Mickey Penguin. Bert. Bert. Yeah. Bert. Bert something. Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith, yeah. Don the Horse's dad, and he dies in the movie. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm dying. And he comes back. No lie. He comes back as a horse fly, and it's a claymation horse fly, and you see the horse through, like, fly vision as they talk to one another. You have to watch this movie. It's I give it 10 stars out of 10. Holy shit. A lot of interesting characters that played villains in the original Batman show. Yes. Oh, my God. He was the penguin. Yeah. He, he went from the penguin to a horsefly. Holy Jesus, man. Hot to Joseph. And um, uh, Virginia Madsen uh, plays uh, Bobcat Goldthwait's love interest <laughs> slash partner. You know know way too much about this movie he fell in love with this now. movie oh I, I know i know dan it is your it's, it's now better than the room and any neil breen film it's holy it's god one of I the best to. bad films i've ever seen in my life i have to go see it now i have to get it yeah I ha you have to. oh my god now we now we have the intro to this episode though uh welcome to uh season two episode one also known as episode 16 of the foul housemates podcast i am your host liam wolf alongside with me is my co-host my comrade and my colleague dan caprio dan for real this time how has your week been good good evening I, I'm, I'm doing great fantastic and our guest for this evening he's a stand-up comic straight out of the beautiful state of delaware it's brandon vincent jackson brandon thank Hello. you for joining us thank you thank for you. having me we, we make the attempt every time. <laughs> Sorry we started off with a fucking horse pun and a horse joke. I thought Dan would be all over it. I, I didn't know why you fucking killed it immediately. You just killed it immediately. It broke my heart, Dan. It broke my heart. You don't, you don't want to watch that movie. Look, I love Bobcat Goldthwait as much as the next guy. Believe me, I love me some Bobcat Goldthwait. But no, that movie looks like... <laughs> Look, I love Police Academy too as much as the next guy, but come on. <laughs> but All come time on. play. Well, not not these, not nowadays, but back when I was very young, that was my favorite Police Academy movie. Police Academy two. Police Academy two. What's your favorite now? I haven't watched any of those movies in twenty plus years. <laughs> so let's just argue Police. That's Academy. the best answer. That's the best answer. <laughs> I vaguely remember Mission to Moscow. If your opinions on Police Academy had evolved. <laughs> For some reason, over time, it would be very strange. You're like, you know, now that I think about it, I revisited, uh, what was it? There was one where uh, something on patrol, where like Citizens the whole town patrol. turned in. Yeah, the whole town turned into police, and it was like fucking chaos. It was like like 10,000 George Zimmermans in one movie, just like a <laughs> bunch of random people walking around trying to enforce the law. I I just remember I don't even know if this really happened, but I remember an old lady pulling a three fifty seven Magnum out of her purse and saying "Freeze, you son of a bitch." I don't think that happened. No, that was that was that was stop where my mom will shoot. That's a different movie. Okay, I'm, I'm they're bleeding together. I don't remember now. that with Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone. That almost ruined his career. And his mother, his mother Holy was just shit. like 
was like if I think it was the uh lady from Driving Miss Daisy. It had gotten famous uh, from Driving was, Miss it, Daisy. It was it was um <laughs> no, it was fucking uh oh my god, uh what the fuck's her name from Golden Girls. Oh yeah, uh, the yeah. B. Arthur's mother. It what her name from is. Golden she was Girls. like the caddy one. Estelle Getty was her name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! It's beautiful. I think they made two of, did they make more than one of those? They better not have. They. <laughs> well, since it was a box office bomb, one of the worst films ever made. So probably not. Uh, re- really, stop or my mom will shoot was the the bad one and not Rhinestone, you where uh, Sylvester Stallone and fuck. Oh, Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton team up in a uh, musical about cab drivers. And there's a no. lot of people who are gonna go. We're <laughs> just gonna go see a Dolly Parton movie. Regardless, uh, it's, it's a funny oh, beautiful. Not second. Bing Rames was in Stop on My Mom's Street. He played a guy named Mister Stereo. <laughs> the same year. It's the same year he was in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Get the fuck out! Get the fuck! No, Bing R- Bing Rames, uh, uh, a hero that we need more in our and world. a friend of the podcast, but definitely podcast. maybe not after this episode. That's that's extremely disheartening to hear. I forgot he was in that movie. Holy! Oh, this shit. is this is a funny little trivia I looked up here. So apparently, Sylvester Stallone signed on the movie because he heard rumors that Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to take it, so he tried to take it first. But Schwarzenegger like put those rumors out there on purpose to trick somebody else into going into the movie. And Stallone fell for it. Hey, you know, I heard Arnold's gonna do it. It's gonna be a big hit. I gotta get into it. I gotta make sure that I do it. You know, that's what I gotta do. That's what I gotta do. It's Wait a minute, it's still, it's still Getty. Wait, what? I'm pretty good at Stallone hey, impression. Hey, what are you doing? What am I doing with it? What are we doing? I didn't even like that movie when I was a kid. I, I can only imagine how bad it is now. Stop from my mom's oh, shoot or Rhinestone. <laughs> I'm not, I, I am not rhinestone. watching Rhinestone. I'm sorry. I, I can't make that trip. Nah, but Rhinestone's a cult classic. Is it? It's Dolly, but no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I just watched an old movie today, and I can't remember what it was. I watched something on HBO Max. Did it have Stallone in it? No. It was something. I just watched a bunch of movies. I watched Gosford Park, which is good. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like, I heard Gosford Part's great, but I just, I hate Victorian dramas so much. I, I, I like them. Like, I, I hated, uh, whatchamacallit, the, the TV show. Downton Abbey. Yeah, because everybody on the show is just so well-meaning for, for no reason. It's like, people are not this, everyone just kind of fucks up by accident. I'm like, somebody's got to be being mean here on purpose. It's not realistic. Exactly. It's the whole the whole premise of this show is that the rich people's and the and the servants' world is supposed to be separate. And there's like one fucking rule, which is that the rich people are not supposed to go downstairs ever. And they do this all the time. They're with, oh, I'm so sorry. I know I'm not supposed to be down here, but I, I need some advice on. And it's always like something really fucking the Turkish crisis in the in the Near East. I need the cook give me some counsel on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do believe I do apologize, dear. I do believe I do apologize, dear Matris. Uh, do you have any conflict in interest with uh, the um, Irish rebels that are coming in this evening? I need some help and assistance in that. Lady, you don't I'm pay very, me enough. I'm very, very sorry, but my daughter just murdered the Egyptian ambassador. Could could one of you help me dispose of the corpse? Just like <laughs> shit like that. 
It's like, dude, you're oh, not God. even supposed to be down here. That sounds like a high society reverse us into obstruction of justice. It's ridiculous. Oh, speaking of people, understand, like, Ving, Ving Rhames was in that movie too. What movie? But fucking down there. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> no people under the stairs. Ving Rhames. Who's, oh, yeah. who's talking about people under the stairs? I'm saying this 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 Gosford Park sounds like a upside down version oh. of people under the stairs. It's like you're not supposed uh, to go down there either. We, Dan, we were talking about Downton Abbey, but sure, it might as well be Gosford. <laughs> might as well just be people like Yo, I would love Gosford Park if it starts off as Downton Abbey and then turns into fucking people under the stairs. That would be fire as shit. And then, and then Ving Rhames gets to utter the immortal line, yeah, and I heard that the president was going to declare me secretary of pussy. What a great line, man. What a great movie. That movie's fire as shit. As a jumping. Uh, lost. What movie are we talking about now? I don't eat. We made up a movie. No. Uh, but, Wes Craven. Well, Oh, people oh yeah, Wes Craven. The classic. People, under people the haven't under seen the that stairs. movie in a long time. Oh, God, that movie's fire yeah. as hell, man. I, what I was watching. I, it, I actually, I remember I saw this this film a while back. I wanted to talk about it for a minute, yeah. but we never had like an episode to be able to talk about it. It was this yeah, movie from 1962. Jesus Christ! Uh, but yeah, oh no, it's this movie called The Intruder, and it is one of it is probably. One of the the weirdest little movies I found on YouTube, but it's like insanely fascinating. It's this film directed by Roger Corman. Oh, Roger Corman! It's Roger Corman. Roger Corman does an anti-racism movie, <laughs> which turns out to be one of the most harsh in like it's the most insanely poignant movies of today, back in 1962. It like William Shatner oh! shows up. I, yeah, yeah. I I've heard this movie. I've never seen it. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. So William Shatner goes to this small town, and this is like pre Kurt uh, Captain Kirk, William Shatner, and he comes to town. He basically is playing Milo Yiannopoulos or like Richard Spencer, like one of those like white nationalist shit heels, and he goes to this southern town. Being like, oh, I heard you guys are doing inter integration at the schools, right? And and most of the people in town are like, you know, we're we're not, we don't support it, we don't want it to happen, but like, it's the law, so we have to follow it, so that it's whatever. And William Shatner the whole time's like, but whose law really? Whose law is it? Are you sure? And he's just being an instigating douchebag this whole entire movie. And it is horrifying, horrifying how poignant this movie is to like right now. It's terrifying. But this movie is probably the best William Shatner performance I've seen ever in my life. Better, probably better than like the Twilight Zone episodes where he's like the only one that comes close is when he's sticking the fucking quarters in the fortune teller machine yeah. and he's just going crazy in a diner. That is the only other William Shatner performance that comes anywhere close to being the best. Ah, oh, God. But yeah, Hello. that's that's what I saw. The movie's fucking fire. I highly recommend it. It is. Is awesome. it better than Hot to Try? No, Thank God. <laughs> no, hot to trot, hot to trot. I think will be probably the big one. Had to bring it back, didn't you? 
Oh, you gotta, man. Like, you can't, you can't knock Bobcat Goldthwaite. You just like the world's He's greatest the dad. Seen that one with Robin Williams? It was like Robin Williams' last movie. That was the one where um, his son killed. That was himself. the one. Where his <laughs> son kills himself. Yeah. He kills him. His his son kills himself, basically doing erotic asphyxiation. I guess yeah. he really wasn't because... the world's greatest dad. And then, and then, no, no, no. But the whole movie is that fucking Robin Williams is like trying to portray his son as like he was this holier than thou great kid who was a valedictorian, like writing fake poetry for him and shit. Oh. Yeah, making him be like the smartest intellectual that ever lived, when in reality he was like this dunce moron who like killed himself because he tried to do the fucking David Carradine. Oh, gimmick. my son, I and so... he loved uh, 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 what's it? Michael Hutch is too much. Uh, that's a horrible Robin Williams. I apologize. Rest in peace, Robin. Oh, Williams. what that was! <laughs> what that was! <laughs> I swear, I thought you were doing a David Carradine. <laughs> so we, all right, that was, I'm, sorry. I'm changing it to David Carradine because it's closer to that. Fix it, fix it in post. <laughs> fix it in post. Re-edit. Oh, God. But, yeah, we could sit here talking about movies all day. But, um, yeah, Brendan, uh, we, we, we got you here uh-huh. from, from the wonderful state of Delaware. Yes. And, and we want to know. Here in the Jersey comedy scene, uh, how comedy's going in the lovely, wonderful state of Delaware? It's going good for for me. You know, I get up on stage, I do my thing <laughs> at the Jackson Inn usually every Thursday with the uh, guy Skiavi. Um, so we do a show there every Thursday, and it's basically an open mic. Anybody can sign up, but you know, somebody comes in that's uh, you know, better we let them have some more time. But uh, it's good. It's like a it's kind of a hole in the wall bar, but the people that own the place and run it really support the show, and um, it's great. I've been really stretching my legs. It's been very different the way I've been doing comedy since uh, since we've come back, um, and so it's been a nice place to do it. That's pretty fire. That's pretty fire. You got you got any horror stories as of late, or has it just been a nice, quiet, peaceful? Uh... I did. Well, I did a show in a theater that like six people came to. And we did it. Anyway, <laughs> and it's like people scattered. Oh, oh, oh. Look like you were like in a theater, like a porn theater, where like everybody needs at least like ten spaces between them because they're jerking off. And it was just like fucking weird, and had to do like twenty five minutes. <laughs> this, Holy god! It wasn't that terrible, but it was like it was like the first you know bomb that I like came back to since the quarantine. So. It was a little, it wasn't the worst experience. You know, I was in New York last year. That was brutal, but, you know, this. How, how was the New York uh, uh, gimmick? Was it, was it, was it rough? Was it New York is much, rough or? just because it's like a rough city to just live in, in general. It's like hard to get around. It's hard to make a living. It's hard to, you know, get, from, especially in Brooklyn, it's hard to get from place to place. It takes like an hour to get anywhere. Um, so you gotta make like very different choices about what you're gonna, where you're gonna be and how you're gonna get there if you're taking a train. And, uh, and then a lot of those mics are fucking, they, they're trash. <laughs> it's like a lot of inside jokes in New York mics. And it's just like Hell a lot yeah. of comics. They don't have mics like you have in like Philly where there's like an audience at the mic. It does not exist in New York whatsoever. Go to the mic, there's other comedians. 
kind of powering through their material for the other comics and you either just do that just for the grind some people just kind of get into the situation and just play to the crowd and i'm like i don't know these people and i don't know what's going on and i don't know what people are laughing at because nothing funny is happening but i think it's just people just getting their negative energy out I guess because they all know each other, they're like, oh, we're just going to bitch about really specific. You'll watch like fucking 10 comics go up in a row be like, yeah, so I walk dogs for a living. And I'm like, what the? This... <laughs> oh, no. Who spends their time? If, if you're in a room full of Brooklyn comics, it is. But it's like, why are you even working on this? What are you doing this for? Just for this room right now? Is this what you moved to New York for? To talk to a bunch of other dog walkers? Oh, I threw hot coffee on my friend's dog at Cafe Reggio's the other day. Oh, really? Did you? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know. Some people I look at them like, you moved to New York for this? You came here from Seattle <laughs> to fucking join the, the, join, a, the join a dog cult? Jesus Christ, <laughs> man. You should have fucking stayed in Seattle. To be fair, dogs are worth being in a cult for. But uh, I don't know about doing like five minutes on fucking dog walking material. That just sounds like a fucking abortion. Brandon, have you ever seen anybody have a meltdown on stage in New York? Oh, yes. Every Hell yeah. day. Every day. People have <laughs> meltdowns on the train. Meltdowns is a New York. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's like the sun going up and going down. I remember one time. I was like, uh, I had just leaned up against the wall, against some Walgreens that was making a phone call. And this guy walked up to me. He had like military fatigues on, but he wasn't like a military person. Or maybe he was at some point. And he just like. Travis Bickle's son. Just like looks at me like he's about to fucking knock my head off. And I, I realized after a couple of seconds, this was his spot I was leaning on against this Walgreens. <laughs> and he just like wanted me to get out of his spot. And he couldn't like talk. So he was just like gesturing at me like real crazy, like he was about to fuck me up. I was getting robbed in broad daylight. Just wanted to lean up against this Walgreens. He was ready to fight for it. <laughs> for a Walgreens spot? For a spot Holy. on a Walgreens. <laughs> Holy My God. best memory of New York City meltdowns are in like open mic, you know, like scenarios. Yeah. Like it, it's totally, you know, like out of left field, all of them, you know, like people be bombing and then somebody will be bombing like normal, but it'll take the darkest turn you've ever seen. And, and I saw somebody cry one time and I'm like, man, I'm like eight spots from this guy, man. It's just, it might get worse. I don't know, I don't know if I've seen people like evolve into a meltdown stage, mostly like, they're like melting down. They showed up melting down, and they just bring the meltdown on stage with them. They're just they're just a walking ball of chaos immediately through the door. <laughs> Ever like watch somebody walking up to speak at a funeral, and you know that they're gonna have to be fucking dragged off from the podium? Oh, <laughs> my palms are sweating. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've experienced that. At like a oh my god, that's the I've worst. I see people shit. try and climb in caskets. I'm not joking. <laughs> I am not. I'm like, come on, man. Like old ladies, they're like, they're like trying to grab like something out of the person's pocket. I'm like, stop touching them. Don't don't do that. Like it's crazy because you have to grab people. It's like you ever been to a <laughs> you ever been to a murder funeral? Oh, uh, not yet. And that's murder weird saying are... that because I am Italian. I, I figure I, I may have been to one by accident as a kid. Just didn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> The funny thing about murder funerals is that, like, you can see people in the back planning the next murder. It's like, 
Oh, it's just like, oh, God. it's like really emotional. It's very different from like a regular, like somebody passed away in the hospital and murdered. Yeah, no, definitely. They're pointing at the back definitely. of somebody's head who's crying. It's like that guy, that guy right there. He's next. He said something bad about Freddie Tips. He's going to get it. No, in the mafia, like get it. the killer like shows up to the funeral, like Hell yeah. flowers and shit. <laughs> With no remorse, yeah. just throwing flowers. Sorry about your loss. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss that I was responsible directly for, <laughs> and I'm here Ships now. On. And they signed the book. Come <laughs> on, that's some balls, man. That's some fucking balls. They just slip like a fucking hundred to like the daughter's hand, like here to treat your mother. Yeah, make nice. sure she gets some nice school clothes. <laughs> Oh, God. I remember I went to a funeral once and somebody showed up to talk about the person who died who didn't even know who died and or anyone in the room. And he just talked about God for like 35 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, I don't know any of you. I don't know this person right here, but I want to talk about Jesus. And I want to talk about the birth of Jesus. And I'm in staring my at my family, brother. That's and I'm like, an instant fight. <laughs> You yeah. will not interrupt the funeral that way. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. Uh, it's the fucking worst, man. It's the worst. Speaking of funeral guests, Brandon, I wanted to ask you, remember the couple? It was an it was an older couple, and they were both wearing dirty hats at uh, at Bar oh, 13. Roger and Linda. You know them. Okay, because I forgot yeah, they, their names. They, they were pretty well-known in, in Philly, in the Philly comedy scene. Oh, because I wanted to make sure that they weren't just bullshitting me the entire time. They, they, they are who they say they are. I mean, whatever. That depends on what they told you. <laughs> they said they want I me mean, to manage them and they want to go cross country. And I'm like, it's not safe right now. They're like, oh, no, no. When it, when it opens up again. I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm not a comedy manager. <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, Linda doesn't look as enthusiastic about it as she used to. But uh, Roger's always gung-ho. I would love to. I would love to have them as funeral guests. Oh my god, he's definitely gonna laugh at inappropriate times. <laughs> They'll go up and, <laughs> and, and make fun up. of the casket and and the person in it. Yeah, they're interesting um, individuals. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because they interrupt. I was talking to you, and then they did. They both just butted in, and I'm like, "Who are these people?" <laughs> I mean, you went to bar thirteen, so I'm gonna run into some uh, characters. Oh, geez, dude, being nice. <laughs> Bar 13 has the best I, – I've been heckled a lot doing comedy. The best heckle I've ever gotten was at Bar 13. I was talking about Camden, and a guy, a guy was like, you know what they say about Camden, right? And I'm like, not really, man. What do they say about Camden? He's like, Camden got a lot. They got a lot of applesauce in Camden, yo. And I'm like, what? Wait, what? And it got a huge laugh. And I, I still to this day do not know what the guy is talking about. Apparently, they, yeah, I that's – that's... That's a very common thing to happen at Bar Team, but someone will heckle you with something that makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> Maybe Camden was <laughs> known for an applesauce factory? That, is, that guy is just pulling that out of his ass, or that's like some Bar 13 inside joke. Bunch of bullshit. One of the best heckles I've ever seen in Delaware, it was at, um, it was at one of Fenris's other, other show. They used to have like a Thursday show at the first Thursday of the month. Uh, at this place called Argrilla in Newark. Oh, yeah. One time this comedian was on stage. Yeah, you've been there. Yep. One time this comedian was on stage. He was bombing so hard. Some guy, I thought there was something wrong with the lights. This guy got up and like walked on stage behind him. I thought he worked there and he was like fixing the lights or something. 
he like pulls a gong <laughs> off the wall, walks to the front of the stage and hits the gong right next to him. <laughs> puts the gong back up and then walks and goes sits back at his seat at the bar. Like it was something to do. Like he, oh it God. was Holy astounding. God. And like normally I'll be like, that's very rude and you're an asshole, but the guy was bombing so hard. Salute to that Holy guy. Mother of God. <laughs> yeah, the, what a champ. Holy God. <laughs> and like you gotta understand. You gotta understand. Fenris is not Fenris is not a bastion of quality control. A lot no. of people bomb on Fenris's shows. A lot of people bomb. There's some people that are terrible on his shows who do okay just because the crowds are just kind of into it. I mean, this guy was fucking tanking it in, a, in an environment where it was should not have been possible to tank that hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a happy, it's a happy pizza place slash microbrew. Yeah, man, everybody was just drunk and being stupid. It's Thursday night, and it's like, how are you fucking oh. like this? I one time I got in an argument with this guy there. This guy doesn't do stand up anymore. I was he went up first. This guy went up first. He bombed like really, really bad. Not as bad as the guy that got gone, but bad enough. <laughs> and, and he like gets off stage. The next comedian comes up. Everybody's like tuned out of the show because of how bad the first guy bombed. This guy who bombed, while the second comedian's up there, he's off stage. He's talking like in the front of the show to his friends. <laughs> while the next guy is trying to bring the show back up. So I was like, I can't believe this dude. This is the most <laughs> disrespectful thing I've ever seen in my life. You just, you just, you bomb that hard. You either fucking leave or you sit down in the corner somewhere and shut the fuck up. You do not. <laughs> participate in the madness that you created so he comes i was like wearing new balances at the time because i was recovering from a broken foot comes around the bar he starts making fun of my shoes everybody kind of is fully aware of what is going on i just say to him i said are you really doing this right now are you really making fun of my shoes and he's like yeah you're wearing these big fluffy shoes and I'm like, you ruined this show. You ruined it. Oh, shit. You are the reason that everybody in here is talking right now instead of watching the show. Holy and he just shit. fucking shrunk. I would never say that to anybody, but he was being so out of pocket. Jesus The show Christ. took a very That's dark turn right miserable. there. <laughs> God, man, I have such good memories peace. of that place. It sounds like a freaking like nightmare. I, I never fucking did comedy again after that. <laughs> Rightfully so, Jesus Christ, fucking shit, holy God, that that sounded like uh, a good old Ben Williams move right there, Dan. Right? The classic. I, I mean, Brandon doesn't know who this guy is. This a New Jersey favorite? No, no, I, I will not. It, in no way. In absolutely not even no sarcastically say no, it. Well, to some people, <laughs> I can't. We were... I can't lie, man. I can't. If I feel a certain way about somebody, and I. And I was waiting for this guy to improve because I was seeing him every freaking Monday, just signing up first or second, going up. A lot of times he would try to do new material. None of it. And then he started stealing material that wasn't working. He would steal material and bomb with it and destroy the room. I've seen a guy do, um, seen a guy do Cedric the Entertainer's greatest hits at <laughs> Open Mike in Jersey one time. I was like, I couldn't believe it. Everybody that was at my table we were looking at this. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Was he wearing a hat and a, and a brightly colored suit? 
Nah, he was just like some short black guy. And he had like an honorage with him at an open mic. <laughs> this was at fucking Bobby's. What is it? Bobby's Tavern. Whatever one did Neil and them. Neil Wood. What's his name? Neil Wood and um, what are those guys? I forget their name. And um, S.E. Dram. They used to run a mic. It was like an outside patio. Yeah, man. He rolled through he with an absurd. entourage. He had like, he rolled in. And they were like egging him on. I was like, this is, I'm never coming back to this town ever again. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of shit that goes on. You know what the worst part is, is that he thinks that that shit was fire as fuck. He's just like, he yo, was so into this is gonna himself. kill, man. He's gonna kill. And he doesn't realize, he's like, yo, you, you just know copied what? a Cedric. Central, Central Jersey is swimming in swimming in guys like that. I saw oh, at, yeah. at the Stress Factor a few years ago, I saw a guy, man, I was talking to him outside. He was asking me, you know, like how the open mic goes. He brought, I swear on my life, 20 people. They all sat up front. This dude, and this was back when it was it was still a bucket system. Somehow, yeah. this guy went on first. Didn't do bad. Didn't do amazing. To me, you know, middle of the road. I don't know how long he was doing comedy for, but he didn't bomb. I will give him that. He did not bomb. And all of the, all the people that he brought, it looked like they got at least a drink or something to eat. As soon as that guy was done, and as soon as he put the mic back in the holder, he got up and left. every single one of the whole front row all got up and left. Holy shit. 21 people. You gotta that. you gotta pay the park. Yes. There's no yeah. lot at fucking uh at Vinny's. None that big. Did they take a van in, there? 21 people. <laughs> they took a bus. To... <laughs> they rented a they bus. They rented just an entourage bus. Everybody. Maybe they went to the movies right after I don't I guess. And you know what? I never I never saw that guy again after that. Not one time. Oh, I couldn't believe one of those one bets. Of those, like... Maybe it's one of those bets. You know, people lose like a fantasy football league. You got to do stand up for all their friends. Mm. See that what happened? I saw a guy at Philly's Funniest who like tried. He tried his material app on his friends and family in the in the lobby before the show. Okay. Armed in front of his family in the lobby, <laughs> and then didn't show up for the show. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I mean, Holy you, you really shit. like. If you're bombing in front of your family, I don't know if that's like a great gauge. It was it's funny. Helium was like, you know, makes a lot of money off of Philly's Funnies. It's a pretty good little uh, racket they got going on there. But I think after like, I think in like 2017, it was like there was constantly people dropping out. It's like people like, it was like people finally caught on to like how much they were going to embarrass themselves. They showed up <laughs> for the first round of Philly's Funniest. I do comedy for the first time. <laughs> and so people, you, yeah, I guess I people mean, were hearing about it. Funniest. Probably yeah, shouldn't no. be your first time. Dude, I saw this one guy. One of my favorite things about Philly's Funniest was just seeing the people who were on your night because they had like the stage name and their pictures okay. on the website. There was a guy on my night. His stage name was Criminal Record, No Criminal Background with a comma. <laughs> The comma in his stage name. Like he was a fucking lawyer. I hate, I don't know who this guy is. I hate him already. Point blank. <laughs> and the best thing about it was his, his, his headshot on the website. It did, it was not like a normal pic. It looked like, you know, when somebody gets, is like, when they, you're watching like the news and they're like, 
somebody like robbed the bank and they get like a screenshot of them on the security camera walking out. That was his head. That's shot? what his picture looked like. <laughs> it looked like oh, they, no. it looked like oh. they like zoomed in on the security camera after like a botched jewelry heist. <laughs> Holy shit! And how, how did he? And I, he didn't come. Didn't show up. Sledge <laughs> motherfucker. This motherfucker spent all that time coming up with a stage name that had a comma in it, and then didn't even show up. He paid twenty five dollars oh. just to just to get on the lineup. It's funny as he's getting his name out there. I mean, I'll never forget. It's it's seared into my brain. This image, this fucking wicked ass smile he had on his face, and this grainy picture. The grown took from a fucking Nokia Razor ass photo oh, right no. there. Fuck, I need a picture. I need a picture for this comedy tournament. What do you got? Well, we got we got the screenshot from that time you were on America's Most Wanted. You want to put that? <laughs> <laughs> nah, forget that, man. I got my old Kia Sara freaking selfie uh, collection. I'm gonna use one of these. It's like one megapixel. It looked like one of those wanted pictures they put on the billboards in Chester. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted for stage time. <laughs> wanted for stage. Big wanted ellipses for stage time. <laughs> you know, one time I forget where I was going. I got lost. I used to always get lost uh, driving around the city and like end up fucking stuck on the Ben Franklin Bridge and going to New Jersey when I didn't want to. That happened to me. Yeah. Of course. And I got of course. stuck in. I ended up in Camden. I had to go to the bathroom. I didn't have enough time to like go back to Philly to wait to go to the bathroom. So I just try to find like some place I could use the bathroom and and I'd never really been in Camden before. So I stopped at some bar in Camden. I went in there. I was I really just need to use the bathroom, but I was like, let me order a beer while I'm here just to, you know, be polite. So I sit down and order a beer and they're like, what do you want? Ah, I just I just want a Yangling and they're like, it's it's uh they're like it's like it's two dollars for a bottle yangling at a bar and i was like it's only how do you pay rent it's only two dollars and they're like they're like yeah it's two dollars so i like all i had on me was a 20 i pulled out the 20 she looked at me like i pulled out a fucking gold brick she was like i don't <laughs> she was like i can't she said she couldn't break the 20. All right, let me get 10 yinglings. <laughs> I was like, you can't break a 20. I was like, what kind? Is this a third world country? <laughs> I'm literally, all I did was go over the bridge. Camden instead of Old City. It's like the exchange rate. It's like I went to fucking Cambodia. <laughs> no, dude, it's, I've, I've. Dude, Cam Camden's not a fun place to be around sometimes. Dude, but it's dropping oh, the price of Yingling by three dollars and fifty cents. Maybe worth it. <laughs> Maybe worth it. Can you imagine that? You open up a bar and it's because of where you opened it. You can only charge two dollars for Yingling. Oh, Jesus. This is the most That's we can charge. <laughs> Then everyone was like, yo, I gotta go to this bar. $2 yingling? Dude, it's in. <laughs> she said she couldn't break a 20. I was like, I was like, what kind of register you got there? I thought she had like one of those registers with like a button stick out. <laughs> Shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you walked in like, 
You're just like, is this 1962? What the fuck is going on? I was like, <laughs> they got the register for like, do guys, the right thing. Like, you guys sell soda pop? You can I get a get a, can I get a malt? <laughs> Hang on, I gotta break this twenty in this cigarette machine over here. Just imagine that she had just like a register full of nickels. <laughs> what am I gonna do with a twenty? <laughs> Brandon, I'd like to ask you. Uh, let's segue into what we were talking about before. Brandon, now I'm sure you have a top ten or at least a top five favorite comedians of all time. Correct? Yeah. Yes. Now. On the on the antithesis side of that, I'm sure you have a top at least a top three worst comedians, like comedians you cannot stand to watch. And I'm talking, I'm not talking open mic comedians. I'm talking established comedians. They got albums out, they got specials. Who are your top three worst comedians? I really don't like Anthony Jessenick like, at all. Really? I cannot stand Anthony Jessic. I hate the his voice, the shape of his head. <laughs> I hate his jokes. <laughs> I hate the people that I see doing comedy that are basically doing an impression of him. That probably paints most of my picture of him is that I beat so many of his acolytes who are just fucking shitheads. I, I don't dislike him personally. I just really don't like his comedy. It's, it hurts me. Is it just like is it just the dead the deadpan one liner that's always some edge lord four chan joke? Yeah, that it's gets just to like, you or... it just feels kind of meaningless to me. No, nah, that's you, fair. It's you bring fair. up a good point about how he influences other comedians too, and we're gonna get to yeah. that. We're gonna get to that later on another topic. Okay, so Jezelnik number three. Who's number two? I don't know. That's it kinda gets hard after that. He's the only one that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, that's unique. I did not expect to hear to hear him. Anthony Jeselnik, yeah, fair. Really how didn't. Do you, how I do mean, you feel, I really. How do you feel about uh, Alonzo Hamburger Jones, friend of eternal friend of the podcast? <laughs> a lot, a lot of people talking bad about Alonzo, and and yes. Ducky Ducky Quack Quack. And I, I'm, I'll be. I mean, first. those guys are. I'm not that familiar with their work, so you know, I know they're legends of their time, but uh, you know, I, don't, uh, I really I don't have anything time. to say about them. Is wow. Ham- Hamburger Jones is our unofficial like our unofficial unofficial mascot for this podcast is is no, fuck, fucking fuck a mascot. Jones. I mean, he's our spiritual advisor, if anything. He's our spiritual What the fuck are we arrested? Dead, dead, dead. Are we arrested development? Why do we need a spiritual I advisor? I need a spiritual advisor at this point, definitely. <laughs> Take me to a fucking other place, my guy. Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, probably Carlos Mencia. Okay, I mean, good. probably pretty... He, I kind of like his shtick. Um, and who's the number one? I search. I search worst comedians on of all time on YouTube, and a list of just, just a list of female comedians came up. <laughs> so every female comedian worked. <laughs> this is what it said. I I I, I Google search worst comedians of all time, and at the bottom it says people also search for American female comedians. That's God. not saying a lot for American. Uh, American women doing uh, doing the comedy. I mean, I like a lot of these comics. Amy Schumer, Sarah Silverman, Nataro. There's uh, you know who I really love is um Maria Bamford. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna say Hannah Gatsby. I would I would have been like, we got to get him off the podcast. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I no, never sir. even watched that. I never even watched that thing. 
Oh, Carmen Esposito. She gets on my fucking nerves. Oh, would you put her at number one? I'm not. I'm not familiar with her enough to put her at number one. Well, I am, and I say cancel that. Carmen Esposito is canceled. Fuck her. It's not something I spend a lot of time thinking about which comedians I don't like. I don't really listen. Oh, Chris D'Elia is pretty annoying. So no, well, he's he's going. He, he was going through something. Well, now he's he's gone forever. So we're he's good not on gone. That he has more followers now than before. Well, it's that Me Too movement yeah, shit, bro. It's, kind of, it's like everybody's got to be on the side of something. Everybody gets drafted, you know. Nothing about that, bro. That last Nick DiPaolo special was one of the worst sticks I've ever seen in my life. Nick DiPaolo has been brought up on this podcast. He is not liked by uh, by some God, of our guests. Dude, he, he, uh, he just went full, full tilt. He's like, I'm a yeah. Trump comedian now. All right, that's a weird, weird genre of comedy. I feel like I feel like Trump is beating you. There really aren't, there really aren't a lot you of right-wing comedians. There are too many right-wing comedians. I, 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 I would disagree, just like, man. I really don't think there are. No, dude, th like... There's so many, dude. There are so fucking like you can name if I mean like if you want to name like successful comedians, there's a lot less. But if you want to name like middle of the road comedians, like I can give you Dennis Miller. De uh, maybe Jeff I can give you Dennis Leary. I can give you Jeff Foxworthy. Maybe. I can give you Larry the Cable Guy. I can give you fucking fucking Nick DiPaolo. Okay. I can give you Owen Benjamin. Uh, Owen, Benjamin. Owen Benjamin. I think he's more of a flat earther kind of convention guy now than I like dude, some of those guys. Dude. I like. I mean, I used to like Dennis Leary. I don't like him as much as I used to like him. But uh, I like Dennis Miller as a kid. He's kind of gotten annoying because he's become kind of more political than than a comic you now. Well, yeah, well, like, the, the Dennis Miller's whole thing was supposed to be, like, he started as a centrist, and then when Bush took over, he kind of became, like, a right-wing demigod comedian type, like, the, the now atypical, like, Steven Crowder type now was what he was back in the Bush era, which is kind of, you know, mediocre, like, eh, the liberals. Bush didn't do 9-11, babe, not. <laughs> you know, they can't handle a joke. <laughs> Although I will, I will say if we're doing like top three, if we're generally doing yeah, top Liam, three, I'm top putting three Dennis. Works. I'm putting Dennis Leary at number one. I'm putting Dennis Leary number fucking okay. one forever. I fucking hate Dennis Leary with a goddamn passion. What's the reason? But uh, well, because his whole career is just ripping off Bill Hicks. Number one and number two, he's doing a shitty impersonation of Bill Hicks. <laughs> Not for that Christmas special like, he put out. Like, like I will be transparent when I say that, like every every single comic, like you hear all these people, like you hear these fucking like Joe Rogans and the fucking Bill Burrs and all these people that come out and they're like, you know, you know, Bill Hicks changed the game. Bill Hicks is one of the greatest of all time. Bill Hicks, the people that idolize and put Bill Hicks on a pedestal and then put Bill Hicks as like their major like influence turn into Dennis Leary. All of them turn into fucking Dennis Leary, where it's all just the most exaggerated rants, the most like all the negative shit 
that Bill Hicks was associated with, not the introspection, not the like fucking cosmic ethereal philosophy shit, not any of like the the deep, like real thought provoking, like like change of your time shit. It's all the rant angry guy with a cigarette, the white angry guy who hates the the women having opinions and and the gays having opinions and wants to go back to the good old days. It's always those motherfuckers that idolize them. I didn't know you were such a huge Closet Leary fan. <laughs> Shut the fuck uh, and up, And tracks Dan. like cigarettes and meat and asshole. Well, you know the whole thing. Well, asshole's a ripoff of a Louis C.K. He C. definitely K. ripped him off. You know that story, right? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, Louis C.K., who's also not the greatest person in the human, oh, all time the human great. race or anything. But Well, like, but he's, you know. All time you, you great take into account. I'm putting it out there. All time great. <laughs> I'll put him top ten masturbators of all time. I will. I will put him on that. Maybe him top and that five. guy I saw on the, on the subway one time. They're they're neck and neck. <laughs> Some random guy. <laughs> that guy is way more blatant than CK ever was. I don't know if he's funny, but goddamn, could that guy crank under pressure? Top top three masturbators: Louis CK, some random guy on the subway, and David Carradine. Oh. Putting that as the list, right? David Carradine. He took it too far. And Michael Hutchison. Yeah, David Carradine definitely jumped the shark. Nah, he just made it to a next next level. He just next level masturbation. That's the difference. <laughs> Who's number two, Liam? Who's number two on your list? Uh, uh, fuck. I mean, like, well, I I put number one as Dennis Leary because mostly, like, it encompasses so many other comics that I can't stand. Like Joe Rogan, I could fucking put on my list. I cannot stand Joe Rogan's comedy. Um, fucking just like any like pissy white guy who does like the reactionary millennials nowadays sucks comics usually fucking well gets on my goddamn nerves um like well uh, um i'd go dennis leary i think my i think i i got dennis leary on on point but everything else is just kind of a blur i can't think of like any comics that just make me revolt and like cringe immediately outside oh, of that man your list is bullshit Look, I don't even I don't even have a full fledged. I don't list. trust your opinions I'm, I'm, now. I, it, it's a work in progress. My list is a work in progress. All I know if 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 we're doing a work in progress gimmick, it's going to be Dennis Leary, fucking Joe Rogan, and goddamn. All right, we'll uh, just put Owen Benjamin at three. How about that? I'd I fame flatter well, comedian Owen Benjamin number three. He's not even a comic I anymore. Know. Like he's like a crazy guy who lives in the woods. But he's the reason why I didn't like that fucking sticks and stones special by Dave Chappelle. Um, it's because of Owen Benjamin, fucking, dude. The fucking trans joke he does is just a ripoff of Owen Benjamin bits. Like that's a bit that's been going on for fucking ages. I've never man. heard that joke. You ever you heard that. that bit? The bit where he does like the fucking ABC people and all that shit. That's that's a fucking like that's been a bit for a minute. I've seen comics from fucking L.A. do that bit. I've seen Owen Benjamin do the exact same fucking bit that that fucking uh, fucking Chappelle did uh, on that special like two years before that special was released. I think it's parallel so, like, thinking. I mean, uh, I mean that right, was definitely sure the is. worst part of that special. I still liked the rest of it, um, but. You know, that was the weak point. The the Jesse Smollett stuff is hysterical. Oh, yes. And the Michael Jackson stuff. Oh, it's great. It's great. I just, I when I heard that bit, I was like, oh, come the fuck on. Oh, come. And, like, literally after that bit, the rest of the, the, rest of the special, I think, is just kind of weak after that point. So I'm like, ah, all right. All right. All right, man. Your list, now it's not that bad. I'll, I'll give you that. 
my my top right. three list might surprise you, though, and I have different reasons why I chose these people. Uh, no, at, and I'm going to do it in reverse order. At number three is Amy Schumer, and I'll say this: I never liked Amy Schumer from the from moment one, and I gave her a chance because for some reason, every single one of my friends, comedians included, loved Amy Schumer at the time, and I'm like, why? What? It's to me, was just mediocre at best, and I laughed at none of her specials, none. And when I saw that leather special, I'm, I'm like, I, I wonder if they like her now. None of those Heather? friends talk about her at all anymore, at all. No mentions. These people saw her live. I, I know a group of friends of mine that went to see her at, in a huge group. That's not going to happen anymore. What happened? You know what happened? A special? She was never good. A leather. No, no. A leather right, special? Sorry. What is he saying? Yeah. The what? one where she got mad at Netflix because her, her shit sucks so much. <laughs> she was just like, hey, come on. We got to change the rating system here. I don't know what's... Yeah, th that, that is, that is, I will, I will put points on like fuck Amy Schumer on that point where it's like you, well, two reasons, but number one, like definitely the fact that she basically ruined Netflix's rating system because so many people were like perma, like purposely flagging it as a one star. I love that rating system. It was a good really rating did. system. And now it's thumbs up, thumbs down because they're like, well, we can't, we can't, we paid all this money for Amy Schumer. And then her fucking special has like a one star on fucking on the fucking site because like white nationalists hate her um but then there's also the whole thing where like all of her bits are stolen right not like all the big bits that you she can did make were stolen, you can make right? that argument but as i was watching her i never got the feeling that she was telling the truth it all felt fit it, it like she reminded me of a person that i would have a conversation with that i'm like everything this person is their whole personality is a bunch of bullshit I don't and think I I've ever seen it. this. I don't think I've ever seen this special. I've don't watch the one it. where she's pregnant. I thought that one was good. I don't want to. Well, leather, leather. Uh, was that before the pregnancy? Or it was that before. Was, it. That was most of, like it was before. It. Yeah, that was twenty seventeen. That was while she was, was eating to to offset the pregnancy. That can't right. be possible because <laughs> you're two years apart. I can't believe it felt flat. <laughs> Come on, man. You were just being very serious, and all of a sudden you switched it up too fast. I can't help it if the bitch like. I like the fuck. growing, <laughs> like the growing special. A lot of it was about her marriage, so she couldn't have stole that. <laughs> I don't. I don't like the fact that she, that she treats her husband like shit too, man. That that is that is. Does she treat him like. That he probably doesn't notice. That shocked me, man. He painted that terrible. I'm in. In all fairness, that painting does look. That's a, that's not a good painting. You want to like put out there. But when she made fun of him live in front of an audience and put that painting up on the screen, that would have broke my freaking heart, man. If I, if I was in a relationship, I would have broke up with her if she did that. I, I'm like, no, no, nah. I, I can never trust you again after this. That's fucked up. Sure That's completely fucked up. I'm sure they discussed it. That his his facial reaction, they may have discussed it, but the audience reaction, like they were, they were like, oh my god, that that painting fucking sucks, bro. And he's just, he's like, <laughs> I painted that for you. I painted that out of love. And these people are, are killing me. Yeah. I didn't paint it for these fucking hooligans. No. What the fuck, Amy? 
Not what enough. the fuck? She's like, ah. gamer audience? Christ. <laughs> I'm making like 50 million off this special. Who cares? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, maybe she could buy another leather, a fucking outfit. Uh, yeah, number two. I, I, well, I was going to say, too, like, I was going to mention, like, with the thing with Amy Schumer, I get it. She's fucking mediocre. She stole all her bits from, like, Hannibal Burris and John Mulaney and fucking Mark Marin. I get that. I get that. Oh, John Mulaney makes uh, number four. If, Thank you for reminding me of that. Oh, d- phew, John Mulaney's probably my number three, to be honest. <laughs> to be gave real, a, gave I him a shot. I was Mulaney. shocked at how bad. I mean, I understand. I understand the appeal to a point, but I'm like, God damn man i I think a lot of it just comes with like the fact that normies just turned fucking john mulaney into like the greatest goddamn comic of our generation and i'm just like please stop please stop no i don't want this guy who dresses like a 1950 swinger who goes to fucking like the fucking copacabana to do sets to to be like the face of modern comedy please to god please brandon what are your feelings on uh fame comedian uh but comedian we don't like uh john mulaney i like john mulaney that's fair i'd like to kick him right in his head i think he's a very good writer i think he is i don't like how overwritten he is you know that's not my style but i think he's very good at what he does that's fair. That's fair. I, I, I think as a technical artist, I think John Mulaney is a really great comic. I, I just, I really hate the aesthetic and I really hate the normie shit. And I really hate just like how much people fucking like, I had to hear what's new pussycat, that joke, the <laughs> pussycat joke about you- fucking 35,000 goddamn times. And I wanted to fucking claw my goddamn ears out. But uh, like John Mulaney's cool, I guess. I, I'll give, I just, you know, I, I'll, I'll, guys. I, I'll also say, I'll also say too. The other reason why I don't like John Mulaney is, honest to God, and this has nothing to do with his stand-up. Fuck Big Mouth. Like Big Mouth is dog I shit. I agree. And he's a writer on Big Mouth. He's a he's a writer on Big Mouth, and Big Mouth is one of the worst goddamn things and I've for seen. For promoting pedophilia, you New fucking idiots. God damn it. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I I cannot stand John Mulaney on that front. But I was going to mention, I don't mean to jump back a few, but Dan, I was going to say, uh, if you don't like Amy Schumer, is is Dane Cook in your top three? Because oh, Dane, Cook, Dane Cook, no, if no, you're going to put no. Amy Schumer on there, but like Dane Cook also, like he basically stole fucking Louis bits. Like Dane made money stealing Louis I, bits. Yeah, but at, at, a, at one point, I liked Dane Cook a lot, and then I just felt like his material was recycled. And I was... and that that's another that's another guy who like normies ruin the shit out of Dane Cook. But anyway, sorry, Dan. I wanted on. to give a, a a commendation to John Mulaney. I'll say this: he is a good generic white man. Comedy aside, very good generic white man look. That's the only good that's thing I'll say point. about him. Number two, an- another guy who likes to dress in suits. Dan Nyman. Dan oh. Nyman at number two. Not for the reason you're thinking. Even... Okay, what's your reason? Because Dan Nyman has been put through the ringer, and we've talked about him on this podcast, too. Dan Nyman. Like, lightly. We didn't really go into Dan Nyman. We were just like, oh, yeah, Dan Nyman, he sucks. It's it's the meme with Mark No, Merritt, no, no, no. no. That it's, that, he's... it's not just the fact that he sucks. He is a full-fledged sociopath. And I've met people like this doing comedy and this this guy 
to me, represents the top of that ladder of people you got to look the fuck out for. Because on the surface, they seem like a real, he seems like a nice guy. You know, like he seems like he could even help you out. You know, like maybe do you a favor. This guy is only out to fucking take and destroy. And by destroy, I mean good fucking comedy. I mean, like, at the same point in time, like, Dan Ninen's just like, he he's isn't he just like universally known as a hack though like that's his whole thing is that he like pretends to be the millennial comic he's... at like age 64 well that but whatever the fuck i'll be i'll be at that point one day don't don't make fun of that kind of aspect liam you know like because uh also also i will i will put dan Ninen, another republican comic anyway go oh, on, fuck. i didn't realize that yeah uh no, no, but the, the sociopathy is is what really, really bothers me about this guy. You know, because anybody can be a terrible comedian. If you're if you're like a, a creepy, like 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 a thievery kind of like comedian kind of person who like you know like like manipulates his way on a like freaking a lot of gigs. You know, yeah, and like and like takes pictures on like fucking planes and like makes up a life. I mean, yeah, man, that's is that how you want to live? I don't know. I guess <laughs> people get some kind of sick pleasure out of it. I've seen people just do that even at the open mic level, where they just like they get some kind of sick, sick fetish out of wasting people's time. It's basically their thing. They show up. I get to steal five minutes from people. It has nothing to do with like going on stage and entertaining or expressing themselves. They're like, I get five minutes that I get to take out of other people's lives. And they can't get it back. That's and they a good just point. Go and jerk off to that. That's a really good point that yeah. Brand, uh, Brandon brings up. And I know comed- I know comedians personally that are like this. They can give nothing. All they could do is fucking just take and destroy. And unfortunately, there's another Brandon who Liam thought was going to come on the show. Not you, Brandon. <laughs> there is a Brandon that I had words with at my own open <laughs> mic. And I have not seen this guy since, man. Fuck. And I mean, fuck this guy. He offers nothing to this goddamn world and nothing to come. I don't I don't know if you would know this guy. He's a Jersey. He's a North Jersey comic. Okay. He moved up to, to Jersey City. Uh, I'm cool with the dude. I don't know why. Dan man, fucking suspect. hates his guts. Look, I, you know, he, he, look, it, he wasn't the one that burst his head and bled all over. He the was responsible for it, though. Vomited. No, but his name's not shout Bobbin. out. Bobbin. Uh, no, no shout out, Bobbin. Uh, but like the guy, he shows up and Dan has an issue with him because he I shows up to a mic. <laughs> and I think, uh, well, you have a lot of personal issues with him. But also, too, like, one of the things is that he shows up, he does, like, he's kind of one of those, like, white comics who do, like, really racy, racist shit material. Yeah, yeah, Liam, don't forget the hard R being dropped at multiple mics, man, and he got... Oh, yeah, no, no, no. No, I will not forget the J-Lat yeah. story. The J-Lat story is the greatest story Legendary. of all time. Where this fucking guy, he goes up to Reds, which is a comedy, uh, which is a like a bar up here, up in North Jersey. He does like five minutes, and he drops the hard R multiple times. And then he gets off stage, and J-Lat, who's a, a North Jersey comic, big 
black man goes up to this guy, pours beer over this kid's head and says, the next time you say that, we're going outside and I'm beating your ass. And I was like, this is the greatest story of all time. So this is the type of kid we're talking about who does like that, like edgy 4chan-ish, like edgelord humor. Um, And he's rubbed Dan the wrong way for a minute because he's had personal experiences with him. But uh, there was a mic that they had. Uh, Dan was hosting. He went up to Dan and said, like, the sauce mic. Yeah, the sauce mic. Shout out to the sauce mic, which will eventually happen at some point. Who knows? Um, Where this guy shows up and straight up he does his he he goes up to dan being like you know like i gotta hit up like three or four mics in a night you know i gotta like i'm jumping from like here i gotta go back up to like union and do like north jersey i like do my set and leave i don't really support the mic at all dan got he also said he doesn't care if he bombs every one of them and 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 just waste people's time that too and so this guy gets introduced at Dan's mic. Dan goes, hey, this next guy who's coming up, uh, I don't like him. <laughs> I don't want him here. I, that is true. I did say that. Here's, here is uh, Brandon Wonderlick. He brings him up, <laughs> and the guy does his minutes. That's an honest intro. And then he, and then he gets off. And then he's like, well, that was uh, Brandon Wonderlick. I don't like him. The next comic coming up is uh, Nick Johnson. And so I, I'm outside for this. I hear from another comic like, yo, did you hear Dan basically said that he hates Brandon Wonderlick? And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, no, uh, Nick Johnson's on. And I'm like, oh, I need to see Nick Johnson set. So I go up, I go and watch Nick Johnson set. Friend of mine from the pot, friend of the podcast, Nick Johnson. He does his set. He gets off. Brandon Wonderlick gets up to leave and Dan looks him right in the face as he Dan gets the microphone back and he's just like, oh, now you're going to leave, huh? Now you're going to just walk out of the fucking mic. And Brandon Wonderlick's like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Do, do you want me to apologize to you for like leaving? I don't know if I did anything wrong. And, and Dan's just like, all right, how about you apologize for calling my girlfriend a cunt? How about that? <laughs> and I, the room went Ex-girlfriend silent at the time. Ex girlfriend, ex girlfriend. No, he called my active you... girlfriend a cunt. We got a fucking problem, man. <laughs> and so, like, just awkward tension throughout the whole thing. And Dan just looks at him right in the face. He's like, "Look, you can come to this mic. You can do your set. It's fine. I just want you to know, I don't like <laughs> you, and I don't want you to come here anymore." Please don't. And he's like, yeah, sure. And he, and hasn't he ne- shown up never ca- he never came back to anything <laughs> even around that area. Yes. And and Dan comes up to me every other week like, I, I don't know. I've never seen Brandon Wonderlick anywhere. I don't know why. And I'm like, I wonder why, Dan. I just looked this guy up on Facebook. He looks like a huge pussy. One less goddamn sociopath, <laughs> man. And that, that's the, man, he ate all those wings one time. I'm like, save some well, wings for like, you save got some wings so for many props with this guy. <laughs> It's not one thing, it's another. You know what, man? Even though he's not a professional. I wasn't even talking about people who are, like, offensive. Some people go on stage and are, like, completely inoffensive. And it's like, there's, like, the long game. So this guy, he's playing a short game. He's like, I'm going to fuck this show up. And maybe they'll never have me back again being so, you know, ridiculous. And I burned that bridge real quick. Some people play the long game. They're just like really inoffensive. They never say anything. 
They don't have anything expressed on stage, but they're constantly doing comedy and they're constantly wasting people's time and they never grow. They never develop. They just, they just go up there and they throw a dud every fucking night. Yeah. Yep. I I've seen plenty of those people and I, I'm, 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 uh, too much of a, an absolute pussy to call them out on the yeah. podcast, but there's plenty oh, I'll of people the that first I stone be really I'll, nice. I'll do it instead. <laughs> Do, do you really want to do it, Dan? I, uh, I did it live, man. I did it live with my own open mic. <laughs> I'd also like to interrupt the podcast itself and say, I just got a, uh, I just got a warning from uh, iTunes. Uh, the rental period for Hot to Trot has just ended. So now I can't watch it again tonight. And I'm, I'm really upset now. I really, I'm like, why is, why is iTunes beeping like that? Oh, <laughs> Hot to Trot is no longer available to view. All right. Always oh, re so fuck, I fuck, mean that fuck I that's gotta be a that's gotta be a ninety nine it's gotta be a ninety nine cent rental. Sure you it was close to drop another <laughs> Yeah, if it was like a that's, if it was a six ninety nine, seven ninety nine, I'm like, I'll just buy it. That's gotta yeah, that's gotta be like a non whole I will God, eventually that's awful. I'm getting the Blu ray. Speaking of oh, Blu rays, my number one, number one worst. I, I can't even and and this is going to be a surprise to both. Did you people. mention your second worst Dan Nine? Oh yeah, you said Dan yeah. Ninen. Are you really going to go with Dan Ninen? Dan Ninen is too. Brandon right. Wonderlick is is fifth. I'll put even though he's not an he's even though he's not a professional comedian. Since I'm I'm hot right now, I'm hot with anger towards him. Number five, Brandon Wonderlick. My number one, <laughs> number one, friend of the podcast, Brandon no. Wonderlick. <laughs> Brandon Vincent Jackson, friend of the podcast. That's the only Brandon so far. Also friend of the podcast, <laughs> Number one anyway. worst comedian, Billy Crystal. Really? Billy Crystal. Worst really? comedian. And I'll, I'll say this. I used to really like him as a kid on Saturday Night Live. I loved the Fernando character, and I liked, it. I liked it when he was in skits. Then, as an adult, I bought the record, You Look Marvelous, that, which came out in 1985. And if you look closely, he is in blackface doing Sammy Davis Jr. on the cover and on the back, which back then wouldn't bat an eye at. Now, I don't know. Worst comedy album I've ever heard in my entire go- It's so bad, I almost broke the record over my head after listening to it. It's the really? worst stand-up comedy really? album I've ever heard in my entire life. Have you listened to the Brandon Schaub special? Because that's pretty, that's pretty that, Is that an <laughs> album? pretty dog shit. Special. It might. Uh, it's a special. Would you? Uh, are you? I'll say Billy going albums? I'll say he's worse. And Billy right. Crystal has been in some shit. Like, is is when Harry met Sally? A is it a good movie? Is it really? Uh, really? I mean, like, if you're if you're if you're into romantic no, comedies, which I'm I think it's probably is, well. If you're not, then you're gonna then, hate then it. But that, like, if you're kind movie. of. But if you're no. kind of, but if you're kind of into it, I'd say it's probably the best romantic comedy out there. Well, well uh, My Giant is also a romantic comedy, so there, there's an example <laughs> of a good romantic comedy starring Billy Crystal and famed center, um, uh, who uh, George Murasan, uh, yeah. Academy Academy Award nominee George Murasan, and also yeah, I believe Academy Award nominee Billy Crystal, both in the same movie. You're really, and you're uh, you're naming my giant, my giant, my giant yeah. right now, my guy. 
the early '90s comedy routine of just like that's Late that's 90s. fun Bobcat Gold. That's some Bobcat Goldthwait shit right there. Don't bro. bring him into this. The, Bobcat no, Goldthwait. Don't even don't even say don't even say it's like fucking late '90s. It came that out was 98. an early '90s trend. Well, it was an early '90s trend that rotted into the late '90s. Because I remember fucking shit like the. You remember that uh, Bill Murray movie where he has the elephant? Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> it's Murray fucking awful. Was Bill Murray? Bill Murray wasn't in Operation Dumbo Drop, was it? No, there was some movie where Bill Murray had an elephant, <laughs> and he had to bring an That's elephant not this movie? across. It's it's some. Hold on. Dude, what? All right, Liam. While you're looking it up, dude, analyze this. Straight sucks. It's overrated as fuck. And and the sequel is why why. Larger than life is the movie. <laughs> Larger than life with Billy Bill Murray from 1996. No, I gotta watch. So I fuck. guess it's I a late 90s. Movie, God damn it, Liam! Larger <laughs> than life. Larger than life with Bill Murray and an elephant. Does Billy Crystal play the elephant's voice? No, no, no one plays the elephant's voice. It's just Bill Murray having to talk to an inanimate Jesus. elephant for fucking like two oh hours. My God. It made it made it made Roger Ebert's top ten worst movies of the year list. I will say that. And you know, dude, C- City Slickers. I'll give it that. That that was yeah. That was that was a funny. That was extremely that was extremely nineties movie. movie. Yeah, but like it, Liam, can you name like three great Billy Crystal movies off the, off the top of your head that I did not mention? I can't name any great Billy Crystal movies. I can name like okay Billy Crystal movies, but not exactly, great man, Billy dude, Crystal movies. Dude, and he was yeah, he was funny hosting the Oscars in like 1990-91 in 2000 fucking 12? Yeah. Billy yeah. Crystal worst. I'm so I'm so, I'm not I'm not sorry, but I'm sorry. Look, yeah, Billy. Look. Come on. Look, and that jazz singer look, bit Billy, he does is deplorable. I think I think Billy Crystal was the John Mulaney of the '90s and late '80s. I'll okay, put it that yeah, way. Right, I think go. that we could go. I there. think Billy Crystal very much held like a regard for like like white guy who who Safe parenting. wants to be a fucking yeah lounge singer. Type, I'm a good like, husband. Like, oh come on. Yeah, like that type of you know i get that like i understand there was a place for that there was a location for that i get that that existed it's what have you um like i wasn't a fan of billy crystal but i also don't think that he's like top three worst of all time like i can name way worse comics fucking like i I've totally forgot about goddamn larry the cable guy's entire existence now i'm putting billy crystal above larry the cable. About at that. least larry the cable guy had delta farce I'm going to, oh, first and foremost, that is a mark against him, my friends. That's not a mark for him. Don't fucking. Is that a movie? Don't sit here. Yes. (laughs) And it's not worth it. It I would have loved if that was an actual comedy special called Delta Force. I'm going to try to remember the, I'm going to try to remember the plot to it. There's a comedian I used to like who dropped two really bad comedy specials in a row. I'm still butthurt about it. It's so disappointing. Hannibal Burris. No, no, Hannibal's great. His last, his last two specials. <laughs> the the very last two. No garbage. Miami Nights is no, bad. Han- I haven't Hannibal's heard that. Hannibal's amazing. One yet. The Hannibal. Miami Nights is is the last, the latest one. Is not good, but it's nowhere near as horrible as the the Netflix one that came out a couple years ago. Oh wow, and he's really disappointed me because I really liked him a lot and. I've seen him live and he's been really funny, but when he like makes a special, he be on some bullshit. 
I don't know where he's trying to do, but I know I know he's funny. I definitely think like with with Hannibal, I definitely think that it's a lot more of like the like, uh, I don't give a fuck. Whatever. It's fine. It's what have you. Like, like right, I, I I've seen a lot of, I've seen <laughs> a lot of his. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Like I've seen a lot of his specials where I was like, I mean, eh, whatever. But like, then there's also the fucking, like the jaywalking bit, I think is fucking hysterical. Like he's, he's made specials that I was like, oh my God, hero. I animal like, Furnace top was 10 really lady. funny. His, his, I like the so earlier specials, good. Animal Furnace and uh, the other one, but the last two, mm. like it, the, the last one you made, it just seemed like he was fucking around. The second to last one was like, is this material? What is this? <laughs> That's a special. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like, is this material? It was insane. I remember watching it and just being like, "What the fuck is he doing?" I mean, like, if if we're on the if we're on the hot topic of uh, our some of our favorite comedians dropping really awful specials, I I despise that new fucking Jim Jeffries special with a goddamn passion. You guys ever? Seen, I, never, you guys I seen don't that really. One I don't really watch Jim Jeffries. I'm not really a fan of Jim Jeffries much. I like Jim Jeffries. I will say probably in my top five. I love his stuff. Not and anymore. A lot of it was. Well, no, no. Like he has some really like his early shit is hysterical. Like his early shit, which is also a little bit more problematic, but it's still some really good shit. I remember I hysterically died watching. I'm trying to remember what the special his was. His Islam bit. But he did this. No, he did this bit, which was his closer, where he was like, I'm dealing with depression, and uh, I'm trying to do a fucking terrible Australian accent at the same time. But uh, I'm, I'm dealing with depression, and I'm trying to write a letter to my son, who's just about to get born. And so I'm writing this letter, and I tell him, and he just goes on this giant rant about fucking uh, rating women based on 1 to 10. And, like, ten being the hottest, one being the worst. I get to fuck some fu- And, like, I'm a five. So I get to fuck sixes, but I also get to fuck fours and threes. And and it's, like, this, this long-winded bit. I thought it was fucking hysterical. And then he released Intolerant. And he was dealing with a lot of people sort of, like, giving him shit because, like, he was leaning more into progressive politics. And because all the fucking Joe Rogan knights and all the fucking alt-right losers who think that they love comedy are like, eh, he's, he's, a, he's a left-wing pussy who can't handle comedy. Eh. He releases Intolerant where he basically does a fucking goddamn, uh, he does a Ricky Gervais special for fucking an hour and Fuck a half. Yeah. and. It's like a fusion of like if Joe Rogan and Ricky Gervais fused into one fucking person. I'm like, this is that's a strong man right there. It's awful. It's fucking awful. Like it's this whole thing where it's like a wraparound story about how he's lactose intolerant, and so he goes to a a, a din, um a restaurant that serves like four cheese dishes, and so he has to like try to find a way to take a shit. And then every one of those avenues he's trying to tell the story from, he sprinkles off into like a rant about people. Like he rants about mostly like, oh, millennials, they are too, they're too sensitive and PC and they're the worst generation. And then he does a whole thing about like fat people, fat people. We should shame fat people because they exist and fuck fat people. And I'm like, oh, Oh, going to the Cole Arbor route. I'm like, get the fuck out of my... F- like, this is... It's such fucking dog shit. It was, I was, like, seething 
with anger Sounds when I saw funny, the man. goddamn special. I'll have to special. check that one out. Oh, shut up, Dan. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I knew she was 17 and I was feeding her ecstasy anyway. I didn't see a problem then. I don't see one now. <laughs> Liam Burdett's my number one fan, even though my special kind of sucks. <laughs> and really, dude, Liam, I mean, why do you keep defending? Why are you defending millennials? You do realize they are uh, a massive problem with feeding Twitch streamers, which is another talking point I wanted to get to. Because because I am a I am a millennial, Dan. That is why. That doesn't mean you got to act like one. I don't know. I just I think that like if you if you're judging a fucking social group in some Hang way, on. shape, or form, you should have some sort of valid. Do you criticism, Liam? It. You don't have to say how much, but do you subscribe to any OnlyFans or Twitch accounts? Wink, wink. Uh, I if we're talking Twitch accounts in the way that you're assuming, Dan. Thank no. God. No, I'm not that thirsty to fucking try to fucking. Hit up a goddamn OnlyFans account for a two hundred dollar private pick, like nah, sorry. Did you just screenshot all of this stuff. I don't understand. It's like the internet. Like, like with OnlyFans, with yeah. OnlyFans. Yeah, no, it's like a whole thing where it. Well, OnlyFans is kind of a whole thing where it's like supposed to be promoting sex workers and sex work. You can kind of, in some cases, I'm not sure where, where it's basically just like kind of an escort service. In some Allegedly. issues, but like most of it, most of it is just like, hey, pay for this porn star's art. And it's like, all right, fair, true. You're not wrong on that front. You don't but, really hear that too um, often, porn stars and art. That was more of like a Boogie Nights thing. I, I just rewatched just... that movie. <laughs> Shout out Boogie Nights. So fucking sad. Oh, it, it's yeah, really, the, the end when, when, Mark, when Mark Wahlberg's in that truck. I'm just like, this is one of the darkest <laughs> Oh my I God. He's like, I can't get it up, man. I just can't do it. And I'm I like, oh, come on, it, man. I'm going to beat him up for that. Come on. <laughs> I was gonna. I was just gonna say, Dan, Dan, don't disrespect Roller Girl. That's Roller Girl. <laughs> this is supposed to be art. It's <laughs> supposed to be. You're my friend, right, Frank? You're my oh, friend. God. I love. I love. Reynolds hated being in that movie and like refused to promote it, and that's the reason he didn't win the Oscar. Really? He fucking yeah. hated Boogie Nights? Oh yeah. my god. But it's so, like but that's it. like one of his that's one of his best roles. How do you fucking hate your wow, damn, that's heartbreaking. I just watched another Paul I just watched Daniel Day Lewis's last movie because he's retired. I watched Phantom Thread, which oh, is yeah. also a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. He made Boogie Nights, obviously. Was it good? It was good. It was a very different movie. It was very. It was like a romantic drama, which really isn't my type of film. I only watched it because it was Daniel Day Lewis and Paul Thomas Anderson. He didn't get up in a woman's face probably. and say like he didn't get up like really like aggressively and said, "I pull your thread. I'm going to pull no. your <laughs> thread." You ever hear the uh, you ever hear the Paul F. Paul F. Tompkins bit about being in um, There Will Be Blood. No. You gotta listen no, to that. He's just talking about like, he's like, people say that Daniel Day-Lewis is a very intense person and that's not true. He is the most yes. intense person. <laughs> <laughs> he had the eye of the tiger in that scene. My God. I thought he was oh, going to punch him God. out. 
everyone everyone loves that i i quoted the shit out of that scene but i also love i love the scene where he goes back with his deaf child to the fucking restaurant yes. and the fucking yuppies are sitting there he's like would you look over there that's my, that's boy. my boy my boy is sitting right there you fucking liar he's like telling these people like you're an abusive degenerate father and he's like there's my boy right there i take care of my boy. you're a bastard don't a bastard from a you're basket a you're a bastard from a basket what an insult <laughs> What a I should have said that to Brandon that... Wonderlake. He'd be like, what are you so mad at me for? I'm like, you're a bastard from a bastard. You're a bastard from a bastard. Now go to your open mic while I drink your milkshake. <laughs> I wouldn't drink his milkshake. I don't know what the fuck's in that. Uh, it's it's too late at THC. night for me to start. It's too late for me to start shouting, I abandoned my child, but I would. <laughs> That is another. Somebody should do that after they give up on a joke halfway. I abandoned my bits. <laughs> I abandoned my bits. <laughs> I abandoned comedy. <laughs> I'll tell you what I abandoned, Liam. I abandoned all hope for because I I know you. We recently mentioned him, a uh, friend of the podcast, Mike Cava, on episode two. He is a Twitch streamer, and he was our first yes. official guest. And I was thinking about you know Mike plays video games on Twitch. Yes. Mike may get money from Twitch. I'm not. I'm not sure. He probably gets you know some here and there. Um, people can hate you know thought Twitch streamers all they want. Do you know where the real problem lies? And it's so weird how this how this correlates. It's the people that follow these streamers. They are the real problem. It's the people that follow the televangelist. They. This like I couldn't even believe this. The the Bible condemns these people. The Twitch the Twitch streamer audience, the televangelist audience, the fucked up comedians sounds audience. Like a, it sounds like a Ben Shapiro rant. Right I now. I will say that Ben, ben Shapiro, <laughs> very very handsome friend of the podcast. That was not a, not enough people really comment on um, the handsomeness of Ben Shapiro. But that nonwithstanding, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to stand Ben Shapiro. No one no one should stand anybody. By the way, no standing. Um, and I know Liam. Is that what you're, it sounds like you're against idolatry. I, I am, and I, you know, idolatry comes in many forms. But a Lutheran of you for an Italian. I, I believe I did go to a Lutheran church for a very short amount of time when I was really? a, a young lad, a young impressionable lad who all he wanted to do was just do good, and then he figured the world out, and then he's like, well, I can't go to church anymore because they they don't read they don't read the book that they tell you to read. It's but yeah, um, that's a fair point. No, but like a lot of like I, I I just saw a documentary on fucking Shane Dawson and and all the all these like mini documentaries on like on Twitch streamers and content. I, I hate even using the word content creator because half this shit isn't even creation or content. And a lot of people could you know talk bad about our podcast, but we got bits. And we have fucking talking points. And we have guests with good fucking stances on things and good fucking viewpoints and i'm telling you man you could come down all day on the televangelist on the twitch streamer on every on every piece of shit you want man and they are pieces of shit by the way don't get me wrong benny hinn piece of shit uh fucking um that guy who said uh the airlines have our demon possessed piece of shit uh 
fucking um the guy the guy whose whose wife had clown makeup on in the late eighties and he went fucking uh got taken out of his house by the FBI. Total Fanny Fanny May, whatever it is. You're you heard about what happened to whatchamacallit, the guy uh Gary Fowell Jr. Yeah, both of them pieces of shit. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, was like, yeah. He was like doing he was basically doing cut porn fucking through the university. He was like paying some guy stock options to fuck his wife. You you know what though? You know don't get mad. I mean, yeah, don't get mad at his wife. Get mad at him. Get mad at the guy supplying. Who's supplying these thoughts? It's these fucking millennials, Liam. Apparently, she was just jumping students. I mean, yo, I, that, that's, a, that's a great incentive to go to that university. I'm like, I can fuck the dean's wife? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Fuck the dean's wife. What a hero. Hell yeah. Shout out Jerry Falwell Jr., now friend of the podcast. Yo, sh- <laughs> Shout out friend of the podcast, Jerry Not Falwell Jerry Jr. Nah, he's a piece of shit, right? Like I didn't he get like didn't he like his whole thing is that the the university and stuff teaches like Christian values Allegedly. and shit. And then he goes on a and then he goes on a private he goes on a private fucking yacht with like a bunch of escorts yeah. and he takes a photo with them. <laughs> like he's such a fail son. I was I was listening to fucking Chapo. Uh, a while back, they did an episode on Jerry Falwell Jr. and they compared him to that. Uh, what's his face from uh, the Rhinestones? You ever oh, see that? Oh, he's basically one of those ca- characters, the fabulous gemstone. The fabulous, the oh, fabulous, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 the fabulous gemstones. Yeah, he's fucking. Uh, just... What's his face? What's his face? Oh, it's driving me nuts. Uh, Jack Black, right? Fucking well, not Jack Black. No. It's it's John Goodman, uh, Adam Devine from Workaholics, and then uh, the guy I'm trying to fucking think of that I uh, Danny McBride. Oh, he's Danny basically McBride, Danny right. McBride. Yeah, he's basically Danny McBride, who's just like you, uh, yeah, aka uh, Kenny Powers. Yo, <laughs> aka Kenny Powers, man. Yo, that dude. show is hilarious. The, oh, it's fire, man. That show is fire. Kind of ran out of steam, fire. but definitely came in full full swing. It's throwing out punches, bro. He's throwing out punches. Oh, another televangelist, and and then I'll get off televangelists. Uh, man by the name of Creflo Dollar. Already a red flag Ooh, because that is his real last name. Creflo Creflo Dollar. Creflo this Dollar? man had the audacity to ask his his congregation for one billion dollars to. Qu- oh, was this the guy with the with the helipad? Yes, but he wanted <laughs> okay. he wanted a billion dollars for quote a spaceship. To go to Mars in the event that if they find intelligent life, we must preach the gospel to it. Mind you, the Bible never mentioned doing that. What a hero. No, fuck, fuck Creflo Dollar. What a but, hero. but, Liam, look, fuck look, every, I don't, I don't no, know. Look, this is biblical, too. What I'm about to, even though I said fuck at least like uh-huh. 10 times, the Bible condemns his followers worse than, they're double damned worse than he ever will be it's the people Look, that I'm follow gonna... these people fire and brimstone over here from this i'm preaching I'm hell preaching yeah bro they're, they're gonna burn in hell forever shout man. out marco no, no lies don't uh i don't watch uh streams or, or twitches thank or only fans oh, or God. anything like that but i do i watch a lot of asmr <laughs> <laughs> yes i'll tell you why i watch asmr it is the only opinionless content in the world (laughs) no opinion 
There's no opinions in in ASMR. How could you do? How could you whisper opinions? No. The Warren Commission is a terrible. Can you imagine? It just doesn't work. I'm surprised you haven't got Rick there. Rocky Dennis for that podcast yet. I mean, Richard. Can we say his name now, Liam? No, he's never allowed back on the show. He's He's blacklisted forever. Damn it! Go on, uh, Brandon. I'm sorry to interrupt you. (laughs) Uh, No, you can't express opinions for ASMR. You just lay there. You know they're not going to say anything (laughs) inoffensive. They're just going to whisper a bunch of bullshit in your ears. And I can relax. I play it in the background. It's like, especially since this whole, like, uh, it's the whole, you know, George Floyd thing, I can't even just put on SportsCenter. <laughs> just have that playing in the background. <laughs> you so it's like, kind of like fucking, like, do a lesson plan with SportsCenter on waiting for highlights. And it is like another, like, fucking footage of people being shot by the police on SportsCenter. <laughs> it's in the top 10 place. Top 10, top 10 niggas shot by the police. It's like, you can't. What top 10 list is this on? I don't know. Yeah, it's Fox Fox Sports. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, no. Heroes. Dude, ASMR Sports would be fire, though. Ten ways to comply. ASMR Sports would be great. Charles Barkley no, is on like ASMR Sports. <laughs> yes, that's what I was trying to get to. Charles Barkley and Shaq are doing ASMR videos online. <laughs> It's just say Shaq Diesel, you know. Shaq Diesel's the man, you know. You can't deal with that Diesel, bro. Shaq Diesel's the one. We'll talk about Shaq No, it would have been a great ASMR sportscaster, Harry Carey. It would have been <laughs> fantastic. Yo, man. Oh, my God. Or Earl Weaver. I love, I, love I, I just watch ASMR and I watch, like, historical documentaries on YouTube. And they're like not even like some of them. There's like this really good one where they just like do they just do like diagrams of history where like the characters are just little uh, blocks that like move around in in space. Like I watched one that's about like the the um, the assassination of Julius Caesar, like thirty or forty minutes long, and it's like all the characters are just little blocks moving around the Senate, and they do the whole thing like that. But it's really really engaging. And enthralling. Listen to it to relax. Very this true to history. Of Julius Caesar. A lot of people were blocked and, back uh, then. Yeah. And they were only five feet tall, so. <laughs> Yo, fucking ancient Rome was just filled with midget porn 24 Don't talk bad about ancient Hell Italians yeah, that way, man. Ancient, it- ancient Italians. Everybody looked like Joe Pesci with a spear in their hand. <laughs> Yo, I would love the Spartan army just being like an army of Joe Pesci's and fucking Joe Piscopo's. That's all. <laughs> Another disappointing comedy album by my comedy hero Joe Piscopo, friend of the podcast and a right wing comedian, Liam. Ah, oh, fucking eat a dick, Joe Piscopo. I had to mute his Instagram uh, quite a long time ago. <laughs> really? Uh big bumskies. People Good have. radio show. Joe Piscopo. How did Joe Piscopo get on Instagram? He's doing his thing, man. He's on um he's on he's on an he AM looks... New York radio station. Uh AM. AM. I heard it's endorsed by it's Mayor like... Bloomberg. Do you, have, have you ever like all the radio stations in New York are Latino? Every single one. Except his. There's no English <laughs> there's no English radio in New York anymore because like I guess Mexicans and Puerto Ricans are the only people listening to the radio. The station is in Spanish. His, I believe his show it's is translated. <laughs> <laughs> this is the 
Uh, so by Carlos Mencia himself. <laughs> oh, of course, I, I'd love to work with uh, the, uh, the legend, uh, Joe Piscopo. I mean, I ripped him off like 20 times, bro. <laughs> Fake yo, Cheech Marin accent. Yo, he looks so decrepit. <laughs> Piscopo Holy or... Oh, God. yeah. Joe... Joe Piscopo looks like I'm seeing a photo of him on Red Eye. <laughs> Liam, can with Joe this, Piscopo be the thumbnail this, for this podcast? With please? this off, <laughs> yes. Remember, yes. remember him and Eddie Murphy were on SNL at the same time. Hell yeah! Think about how different look. Ebony at. and Ivory. Yeah. Apparently, real, Joe man. Piscopo was on steroids throughout the '90s. Fuck yeah! Oh wow! Why wouldn't I be shocked as I see an image of Joe Piscopo from the '90s in a New Jersey sh a sleeveless shirt, he had an awesome showing off his mullet guns. too, man. He had an obnoxious mullet, and I hate every second. Hell yeah! Of it. Him <laughs> and him and God. Joey Buttafuoco could have been like a tag team comedy duo. God damn, Joe Piscopo! Why is he the Oh, Joey Buttafuoco, by the Look way, hashtag innocent. But I would say Buttafuoco is very innocent. There is a, oh my God. Okay, I think I found the thumbnail for this for this uh, episode. I found an image Piscopo. of Joe Piscopo, Jack to the Nines, shirtless <laughs> on a motorcycle. Yes! Oh, yeah. With, oh, yes! with, um, with, with, I don't know who's on his fucking shoulders. It's some blonde I don't chick, care who it is. But the horse right, whisperer. But right next to him is like this fucking Mama Luigi ass Italian guy. I am blowing that up to subway size. I'm hanging at my bedroom. <laughs> All right, that's that's going that's going on the gimmick. I'm saving that image right now, dude. Jo who you would say would be like the worst members of the Saturday Night Live cast? Because I'm putting Joe Piscopo on my I, list. No, I wouldn't. I would not do that. Um, there was a guy who got fired. His name was Charlie Rocket. Uh, he got fired for saying fuck on a live broadcast. And I, I was like, I think I like I vaguely remember this guy. I was watching his skits. I'm like, Jesus, man, he could have got fired for these fucking skits. <laughs> Charlie Rocket, Charles man. Rocket, I, man. Never heard of this guy. I remember I, I've heard Charlie Rocket was a was a oh oh is it Charles that's Rocket? That's his real name, Charlie but he went Rocket. by Charlie Rocket. Uh SNL. There we go. Rest in peace. Rest, uh, in, rest in peace. Some sulfing up here about a guy that was fat. No, nah, no, nah, I see who the real guy is. He's got like a he's got like a jawline for eons, man. That's what very that, strong he's, jaw. He's got he's got a very terrifying jaw. <laughs> he's got He's got the jawline of like a Bond villain. He's, he's got the jawline of Mac tonight. Oh my God! I totally forgot that he was. This yo, is old. Oh, this is from a long time ago. Oh, this guy's a frightening <laughs> face. Yeah, he's got like he's got like the second beta. Ver he actually, Ooh. honestly, would ever look at this? Ever look at this guy's bone structure and think that he should do comedy? He looks like he should be a phantasm or like a, <laughs> you know a dark figure. You know it's. <laughs> You know, you know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. I, I looked at these photos, Dan, and the first person that I thought of was was fucking Nick Capice from the New Jersey. Guy. Oh, no, man. Shout out, Nick. Capice. Like, shout out to oh, Nick Capice. Man. He looks exactly like he looks like a taller Nick God, Capice. Damn. Also, also, I totally forgot that he was in that It's Pat movie. Oh my remember god! It's Pat. Yo, it's it's Pat. I remember now. No, nothing bad about my longest term ex girlfriend, but she begged me 
to watch that movie. She's like, you have to watch this movie. It's so funny. It got horrible reviews, but trust me, it's really funny. It was torturous to watch that. It, I, I was like, I'm not going to break up with her, but I am not holding back on this movie. I am going in on it. Was, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It is. It's Pat the movie. It's Pat. It's Pat. It's Pat is a movie. Oh, it's Pat. Yeah, it's Pat. It's oh, like oh, this... oh, 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 holy shit. I'm reading Charles Charles Rocket's Wikipedia page. Have you read this? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, what? He says Rocket was found dead in a field yeah. with, the, <laughs> with his throat slit. He cut his own throat. And 10 days later, the state medical examiner ruled the death a suicide. He's investigated Holy determined there was no criminal aspect slits their own throat it, you know it was in his left hand a, a dvd of it's a pat. Copy of pat. <laughs> the movie's cursed, man. i can't watch it anymore holy god yo i didn't even know Holy, that's depressing it really shit. <laughs> that's awful Holy it was in God. Connecticut. Yeah, no, straight up. I definitely think that a lot of the attributes. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think a lot of it is just like people being like, "Oh, it's Charles Rocket, ha ha, uh, Charles Rocket." What a, like he became a punchline, and people are like, "Wow, fuck this guy." Oh. I definitely think that played a factor in him killing himself. He, he but... didn't have a totally like downward spiral career. I mean, like he did, he did things, but he he's just known for like not good things he's known for being one of the worst cast members on snl yeah yeah get fired but so did Dame. so did damon waynes he didn't kill himself yeah damon waynes yeah shout out shout out to fucking yeah in shout out to the bouncing in living great... color like a few years later yeah like what a fucking hero damn i mean like yeah even sarah silverman got fired uh really uh really fast too off snl yeah well so did fucking shane gillis well like, he <laughs> i think he got fired the to fastest. be fair to be fair he, yeah he got announced <laughs> and then people were like yeah wait what what's on his podcast no <laughs> damn man yo fucking that that that's probably that used to be that really did used to be a dream. I got this big ass SNL book. That's how I found out about Charlie Rocket. It's this gigantic, it's like a Bible size the hit the total history of SNL, like up till when the book was written in like sometime in the two thousands. And it goes into excruciating detail, especially about the downward years in the eighties when it was it, it was in danger of being canceled and everybody was getting fired and they were firing all the writers and producers. Oh, when when fucking uh, uh Robert Downey Jr. Yes. was a fucking cast member. Yes, man. And he, him and Anthony Michael Hall were shitting and Billy up. Crystal and Billy Crystal, and they were all shitting up fucking SNL. But I liked Billy Crystal on SNL, but they, they had some horrific dude. I remember Joan Rivers was hosting one episode, and freaking Musical Youth was the guest. I'm like, man, this show was freaking. It was something else in the, the dude the mid '80s SNL. That is a drug, d dude. Get high and watch that, man. Yo, the '90s, the '90s were like the best. Yeah, but the '80s were the weirdest. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on record. I'm just gonna say something that's kind of gonna be really un, un, unpopular. Outside of that early '90s bubble, and even on top of that, it was kind of okay. SNL is always eating dog shit. I uh, like. Can we? Can we? I'm gonna call you. A can we? Can we say like SNL? SNL. Compared like to, the to what? 
Well, I mean, like, compared to other sketch comedy shows. Well, even outside of Mad TV, you got fucking Kids in the Hall, which was kicking Uh, ass. Whitest Kids You Know, which is fucking some of the best sketch comedy out there. Fuck Whitest Kids You Know, which was, like, in 2005, which fucking... Yeah, but it was, like, basically a takeoff of fucking Kids in the Hall, which was a really fantastic comedy show. Yeah, it's Canadian. I'll give them credit for that. Fucking, yeah. No, no, straight up. There's some really fantastic sketches on there that I was like, wow. Crush your head. I crush your head. Watch Kids in the Hall, and I tell you right now, I can't remember one Kids in the Hall. I, re- I remember it's only not, come on. Not the David Crockett, the David Crockett song. I don't, come on. I don't, I don't remember it. I, the only thing I remember about it is was that it was strange. It was a strange show. Hell yeah! Oh, it was That's, surreal, but it was great. Uh, I'll go it, as far yeah. as I'll go as far as to say, uh, fucking Mr. Show, Mr. Show, probably. I love Mr. The, show. The okay, Mr. Show, Mr. Is show great. is great. That is probably the greatest sketch comedy show out there, period, is Mr. Show. I just think, like, SNL, it's like you have the period between... Uh, what year did they bring on, like, the fucking Adam Sandler, Eddie Murphy, uh, Chris Farley? Dave? Eddie Murphy was a different was that, era. Was that... 80s. Wait, no, no. But what was, what was 89? Was it, like, 89? 89, 89 uh, was bringing in Farley, Sandler... Chris Rock. Farley, Sandler, uh, Chris Rock. Phil Hartman. Yeah, yeah, Chris yeah, Rock, Phil, Phil Hartman. Especially, man. Phil yeah. Hartman, uh, uh, fucking Tim a lot Meadows. of... Those what a yeah, funny guy, fucking, man. Uh, Dude, shout out House Guest with Sinbad, man. Still funny to this day. House Guest. <laughs> what <I> was... the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> we need to go to bed. Fucking if we're no. talking about fucking House Guest. Everybody hates House Guest. <laughs> this is what this comes to. I'm staying this, awake and watching House Guest. Full circle. We started uh, with Hot to Trot. <laughs> talking about <laughs> House Guest. Don't slander my man Bobcat Gold. Ten stars out of ten. Thin bad house guest. Co-starring Bill Hart. How much shit did you buy for 99 cents on iTunes? No, dude, I used to watch the movie with my dad. Dude, my dad loved house guest. He loved it. He's like Sinbad. Sinbad is hilarious. My dad, my dad loves Sinbad in his tracksuits. You know how great. You want to know how great Sinbad is? I was watching. This was like an old clip from an old TV show. It was like an American Bandstand type show where, like, hell yeah. they're playing music and there's um there's like you know teenagers dancing and um you know they have like a host stuff like that and so they like had like the music playing all the teenagers are dancing and then they like stop they're like all right we have a comedian on the show and they like take all the dancers and they move them to the other side and they're like gonna be the audience this comedy show and they bring out sinbad now i've done shows like this where they're just like here's a comic in the middle of this fucking chaos yup and on top of that it's not even a real audience. No. These are the dancers on the show. <laughs> Sinbad comes out in the middle of this, the craziest way I've ever seen a comedian introduced and fucking destroys. It's like 1978. He's <laughs> fucking murdering with professional dancers who've just been in their routine, who've just been cornered, cordoned off and, and uh, transferred into an audience he's like genuinely fucking killing tight adidas tracksuit era sinbad right here this this was pre a high top face this is 78 this is like before all of that he was wearing like a suit 
<laughs> he just comes out of suit. That's awesome, man. Dude, I gotta see this shit. Is is Sinbad is Sinbad really that good? Sinbad, dude, yes. I was listening to some Sinbad on He's Spotify. Sinbad's on Spotify. I was listening to some random. I gotta, I gotta check out some Sinbad. It, man. It's not it's it's not Did amazing, you see Sin- but it's I funny. About Sinbad, and then he like reappeared out of nowhere on an episode of um It's Always Sunny yep. in Philadelphia. You Rob Thomas was so fucking funny with Rob. Th- it was the randomest thing in the world. So funny. That was hilarious. I I think that like Sinbad was the funniest thing in Jingle All the Way. I will say that much. That is, that is the amount of Sinbad that I know of. That and uh, he was in Good Burger. Yes, and well, that's all time classic. About it. <laughs> so I need to get my Sinbad on. Liam, I'm going to give you some trivia about. Uh, my uh childhood i saw that movie with my mom and brother uh my my Good brother burger. and i uh love that movie we we could my, my mom <laughs> uh she didn't talk to us the entire car ride uh we, we were we were, down, we, were down at the, we were down at the beach and it was raining one day so we were like let's go see good burger and you know my brother and i were really excited and uh, my mom was like oh yeah this should be this should be good it should be funny yeah, she didn't speak to us for over a day. Oh my god! She just cold shouldered yeah. you over Good Burger. Yeah. This was this over was years Good after Burger. her divorce to my dad, so she wasn't mad at the at the divorce. She was she was mad at our movie choice. Ah, fair man. I remember one of my funniest moments ever with my mother. I was like, we were I was at my mother's house in, in the living room, and for some reason. Big Bang Theory came on TV. Oh no! And my mother, my mother bristled. She looked at the TV like it owed her money. <laughs> she was so upset that this was, that it just had come on. It bothered her. So funny to me. Oh, I didn't think anybody would... hated Big Bang Theory worse than me. <laughs> Your, your mom I would, hates it yeah, I would put Big Bang because Theory as some of the worst some, comedy of all time. He's not it's like awful. a television critic or anything like that. He watches a lot of bad television, but this it was this like the aesthetic of what Big Bang Theory was just rubbed her the wrong way. Not, it's not <laughs> for like, her. No, no, I can't. I can't. Dude, do I this. reject. I reject Satan. Reject Satan, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> reject Satan. <laughs> It's the line from, re- uh, from The Godfather. No, but like compared to the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Devil. All right. I'm going to break any podcast records tonight. We're trying not to. I, I think we've we've hit that two-hour mark. Dan, mm-hmm. do you have any more Do you have any more final thoughts? I hit, I hit everything. Um... Oh, beautiful. <laughs> oh, but no, beautiful. I, had, um, I had one more thing uh, to ask Brandon. Um... Well, why don't why don't you just plug your upcoming shows, man? We'll we'll use that time. Yeah, if you All would, right. if you could, Brandon, please plug your shit. Well, I have a show uh, next Thursday, September third, at Theater N in downtown Wilmington. It's at seven o'clock. So if you go to the Theater N website, you can get tickets for that show. It'll be me, another some local Delaware favorites, Guy Schiavi, Missy Grinkwicks. Should be a great time. Hell yeah, man. And I just remembered what it was. Uh and it and it ties into this. Um, Brandon, I'm really like I'm inspired that like, you know, stuff that, that you're involved in in Delaware and uh in Philadelphia is it, it's inspiring that, you know, like you're able to do actual shows and you know, like and, and you know, even though you don't like hosting mics, you know, you, you got the ability to do that indoors. Yeah. Uh do you see comedy 
where do you see it going, you know, like post post COVID? I know that might be like kind of a cliche thing, but we're all in it, man. Like where where is it going? Um I mean I'm not an economist. <laughs> the, I, I I really don't know because the problem I see with all of it is just how politicized everything is. Mm. You know, everybody's gotta be on a side. I think that's kind of through you see you know, some of this comedy that's coming out now, the people, uh, so much comedy that's being produced that is just clearly not good. People think, people are confused about what comedy is. You've got people doing it with like no earnestness, no uh, try, no artistry whatsoever. And, you know, they're making, doing it, or they're just wasting people's time. So I don't know. The biggest thing that's happened to me through quarantine is I've I've lost my tolerance for listening to people talk. So maybe other people will come along with me in that, and I, this needs to be less space for people. Too, I completely too agree, much. man. <laughs> there was too much, and I am and definitely too many team. people doing comedy. Hopefully, if anything, this will shrink the market so that the people yeah. who really want to do it. On it and the audiences that really want to see it, maybe there'll be some real value. You know, they say after the, you know, people talk about a lot of people think about the Black Plague and they just think it just killed a bunch of people. But also, you know, the the wages of peasants like tripled after the Black Plague. You know, there's yeah. Hopefully, this will weed out some people that won't come back. A lot of people right. selling that post Black Plague pussy. So the post Black Plague pussy making that bank, man. It's off it's, that mar- that off market, yeah, right way there. off market. I have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> but this <laughs> well, I, you you'll know, to do you'll know what I was I'm saying. Definitely team anti Billy Crystal after after COVID calms yeah. down. I hope Billy I don't Crystal think we're gonna away. get rid of Billy Crystal. He's go pretty away, established. Billy Crystal, you go away. <laughs> but uh, hopefully, if some of those comedians listen to this podcast, you know, don't don't uh, don't have to come back. Yeah, Brandon Wonder, like, stay right where you are. (laughs) But uh, from what I've seen so far, from what I've seen so far, that has not been the truth. Nah, it's trying to come back. They're they're trying to make it. They're trying to make it happen. They have dreams. They have aspirations. They will never surrender. They will never die. Ben Williams did sell insurance or something. If there was one person I wish (laughs) never came back, it was fucking Ben Williams. But I I don't know about anyone else. Hell yeah. Oh, Brandon, where where can people find you online, like your YouTube and Instagram? Uh, so all my accounts, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is BJAX Comedy, B-J-A-X Comedy. That's um, find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Format. Hell yeah. Woo! Fantastic. Well, that'll be it for episode 16 of the podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can follow us on Spotify as well as Anchor. You can also check us out on HQ at Instagram.com or Instagram, the app, whichever one you prefer. Um, you could also follow us individually, me, myself, uh, Real Ultralium on Twitter, and Dan at uh, Dan underscore Caprio on Twitter. Right? That's on Twitter, Dan. and on Instagram, it's just at Daniel Caprio. Also, feel free to add as much new metal 
or Saturday Night Live bands as you want on the Foul Housemates playlist on Spotify. Just search Foul Housemates playlist. That that fucking playlist is I'm, over 24 hours long now. I'm about to add like a bunch of fear. I hope you enjoy that. Hell yeah. I'm going to add all of fear on the whole entire playlist and you're going to enjoy New York's all right if you like saxophones. That'll be it for Foul Housemates episode 16. We will catch you on the flip side. Peace.